Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. In this episode, we talk to Brian Thayer from Irem Industry Partner Abbott Exchange about the impact of automation on property management staff, including how to manage the change brought about by technology to create success stories for your teams. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thanks, Todd. Pleasure to be here with you all. First, can you tell us a little about yourself and your company? Yeah, for sure. So again, my name is Brian Thayer. I'm the Vice President and General Manager of Sales for Avid Exchange. And I've been with the business for just about 15 years. So I've held a number of different roles throughout those 15 years. All of them have been focused around the real estate industry and serving the real estate industry. It's been the vertical or the market that I have really dug into and embraced. Uh, So my entire time spent here has been focused in this space with partners and associations and institutes like IRAM. So, so really exciting to be here with you all today as a, as a leading industry affiliate and partner. And, uh, and what Avid Exchange does is Avid Exchange, uh, again, started in the real estate market. We do accounts payable automation. So essentially receiving bills and paying bills in a more digitized electronic manner. Uh, we've been around since 2000. So going on our you know 23rd year and uh, yeah, kind of crazy to think that I've been there for you know 15 of those 23. But that's a little bit about myself and a little bit about the company. And I think uh, certainly today's dialogue will unpack some of some of what Avid Exchange considers automation, really where we try to help provide value and benefits uh, back to that property management world. What is the benefit of automation for employees? Your clients realize many great benefits, uh, increased efficiencies, and reduced operating costs. But what other effects does automation technology have on employees and processes? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, right? I think a lot of times people will focus on the impact to the business, right? So you you purchase technology or your organization decides to automate an aspect of your of your business. Typically, those benefits are are more to the bottom line of the actual organization, right? It's efficiency gains, it's time savings, it's it's all these things that the org wants and the business wants. But I love your question because it goes a layer deeper, right? It's now what what is this actually in it for me, the employee? We great, you're going to sell my CFO on on all these great ROIs and all the benefits to the company. But what about me? What about the person who has to use it, manage it, make it work, right? So when I think about automation and really I think any any technology, this this can be applied to. The way I started thinking about it is investing in technology is investing in your employees' careers, right? You're kind of saying, hey, I I want to make your life easier here. I want to put tools uh, and technology in your hands to empower you to do more for my business, to become more impactful, to free yourself potentially of, of manual time so you're not stuck in a rut and you're not getting burnt out. You're able to do higher, more impactful functions. You're able to take on a broader span of work because the those labor intensive aspects of your day can be removed with technology and automation. So I'm a firm believer that again, that at at the core of what you're doing when when you're investing in automation or looking at a benefit to that employee is you're helping them with a career. It allows them to do more for your organization. Also from an attrition standpoint, we know, we know the market today, right? Really hard to hire a great staff, Mm -hmm. sometimes even harder to keep them. I look at technology as such a powerful tool there that gets often overlooked, right? From an attrition standpoint, it's really hard to to leave or even want to leave an organization when they're they're continuing to invest in you. They're continuing to spend money and put tools and technology in front of you, in your arms, to make you more impactful, to make your life easier, quite frankly, right? To do more. 
And then I think about from a hiring perspective too, maybe they're not necessarily an employee yet, but such a such a great in a way marketing tactic, right? That every I think every new certainly all the the new folks entering the workforce have been around technology their entire life, right? And they're they're not going to join a, a kind of an archaic old organization with paper everywhere, for example. They're going to want to look at somebody who's new, who's investing in the coolest new pieces of technology that they can they can launch onto, they can grab, they can own as a you know internal owner and manager of such platforms. So yeah, like I said, it's you know it's all over the place. I think the other cool part here, especially with automation, is is it touches so many different people, so many different roles that it may not be all of one person's time. It's freeing up or impacting you know five or six different people's time uh, and maybe small portions of it throughout the whole org. So uh, really kind of cool ripple effect that occurs. But yeah, at the at the crux of it, I think it's the idea that you're you're you've decided to put a tool and make somebody's life easier. And again, that's a that's a powerful thing for an employee. So when a company adopts a new technology like an account scalable platform, what can they do to manage that change to produce the best results with their teams? Yeah, another kind of great question here, right? I, I, I think one of the hardest parts of automation, certainly the hardest part of my job, is getting people to handle that change management. You, you kind of nailed it, right? It's not that they don't want to do this. Everyone knows that at some point, I'm probably not going to have paper bills and paper checks floating around, right? As I think as individuals and consumers, we've made that switch a long time ago. We most likely received email bills and you pay your bills online or through your bank or... So it's interesting. It's just it you know it takes a little bit longer for organizations, and and that's the hardest part. It's just that change management. They've done one thing one way, like accounts payable, for 50, 60 years potentially, right? There hasn't mm-hmm. been a ton of new updates into the accounts payable practices and and processes. It's kind of you know there's a standard. There's a there, there's a there's rules and, and rails that you have to kind of navigate within. So I would say again, it's, it comes down to change management. And the best way to affect change management, what I found, is when companies adopt new technology like this, it's to bring the team along early. Don't surprise them. Don't don't go purchase tools and technology without those end users having input and their voice heard along the way. When people are surprised and told what to do versus feeling like it was a decision of theirs and they were brought along in the right capacity, they're going to adopt it so much more. They're going to take ownership on it. They're going to really dig into this thing. Uh, when when things are sprung on them, uh, that's where that change management comes in and, and it becomes hard, right? Because they're fighting mm-hmm. it the entire time. They think it maybe could be replacing their job. They think it's uh, maybe maybe wasn't necessary and there's resistance to that right up front. So again, I think the more we can do to be inclusive, to uh, to ask questions, to slow down, to bring all the broader group of folks who are going to be impacted, bring them along in that evaluation, it, it just sets yourself up for, for great success and rollout and adoption of these tools and actual usage and, you know, like I said, kind of ownership. And what does that entail? Are we talking training sessions, the ability to provide feedback and request new features? What goes into that change management? Yeah, that's that's a great follow-up too. And, and I think some of the change management, it, it might be something as simple as a mindset, right? It's just, they just have to understand that there are better ways to do things. They have to be willing to accept that, hey, I might have been part of the problem in a way, right? I've, I've kind of held things in a manual way. And I just need to be willing to accept that, hey, look, there's there's probably better ways to do things. 
But but what you mentioned is a really key piece, too. So during that evaluation process, forming that kind of committee, if you will, or a panel decision where multiple stakeholders have a seat at the table um, and exactly that they're able to really kind of poke holes throughout the software, ask all the questions, understand that the features and that their role is being met in that evaluation. Right. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like I said, accounts payable is just one form of, of tools and, and technology around automation. But it's interesting, even this touches three or four different people, right? You have property managers who are down at the at the property level, ordering goods, working with vendors and suppliers. You got your property accountants, you got your controller, you got CFOs, maybe back at corporate, right? So there's, there's so many different people, they're not in the same office. There's just, a, and there's a lot of different benefits that, it, that something like this can do and impact. So super important to get your voice heard, to form a committee, to think about all the different people that that will use this and will be impacted by a, a change or a new technology. And yeah, just get them bought in, right? So when but by the time you guys make your decision, you've selected your vendor of choice, behind the scenes, you have all the momentum, you have everyone kind of cheering the same way, rowing the same way, being excited for this new decision and this, this new purchase. Now, how might a company use the efficiency brought about by automation to create new opportunities for employees? Yeah, I love this one, right? And I and I kind of maybe I hit on this earlier too. So, at the at the crux of what automation is trying to do, it's replace a manual task with technology. So you think about that alone. What we're going to do with automation is it's going to free up time that was typically taken from your day doing manual labor-intensive tasks. In the accounts pay world, that means like physically opening mail, opening invoices, scanning invoices, doing data entry into your accounting system, printing paper checks, stuffing envelopes, mailing checks, all these very time-consuming processes, um, but they're not high value. They don't create any benefits to the organization. They're just things that have to happen. So so all of a sudden, think about if you could 50% 50% of somebody's time could be repurposed. Now, all of a sudden, they can th- start thinking about more efficient ways to use that time. So they can do financial reporting. They can do potentially vendor negotiations or pricing discounts or looking into new initiatives that have maybe been tabled, et cetera. So first and foremost, I think it's time, right? It's it's giving people back, letting them do the same job they could in a more efficient manner, and now allowing them to come upstream and be more impactful, do more for the business, which just creates such deep job security, creates a career path, quite frankly, right? They're they're doing more than they ever have. They can think more strategically. You can use them in broader capacity. You can also grow your business without having to, to add that new staff, right? In in a paper-based world or any kind of kind of manual processes. As your organization grows, those processes just grow too, right? There's no way you're not you're not relieving any stress or getting getting out from under it. You've just created more work uh, and more manual processes. So that's one of my favorite ones too. Is we see this really organic, effective growth where organizations can add new properties, they can develop, they can acquire a new business, but they don't have to add that new property accountant every time, that new property manager, right? Those folks are doing more with less, and they're doing more with technology. Now, vendors are in high demand these days, and maintaining those relationships with trusted service providers is important as ever. How does automation affect a firm's relationships with its vendors? Yeah, this is this is a great question. Like like you said, this is this is super important. It's always been important, but you're right. They're far and few between now, right? And if you need a service or a job performed, you want to have that person you can call and you can trust that they will come to your property and handle those things, right? So. 
So I can't speak for all of automation, but I can speak for for Avid Exchange and accounts payable automation. And something unique with with Avid and what we do in the market is we truly consider ourselves what we would say a, a, a dual sided network, meaning we provide services and um, value to property management, real estate organizations, folks. What we we may call buyers, folks who are out there purchasing goods uh, and services to run their business and run their properties. And the folks they do business with are those vendors or suppliers. And Avid Exchange tries to sit in the middle of those two. So we actually offer solutions and value both to buyers, right? So folks who can uh, get rid of their paper bills, they can approve bills easy, they can create purchase orders, they can pay bills electronically and easy, they can do it all in their accounting system. Beautiful. Now on the supplier side, we also want to provide value there. So we provide something called cash flow manager, which is insights and analytics to where their open bills are, when they're expecting to get paid on an invoice. They can submit invoices, they can track invoices, they can run reports, they can choose how they'd like to get paid in various forms and in different options. They'd like they can include what data they'd like to, to have come with that payment, not to mention getting paid faster. Probably the best way you can improve a supplier relationship is simply pay them on time and pay them fast, right? And do it in the way they want, which makes their life easy and they can build a repeatable process of accounts receivable on their end. So I would say, if anything, what we've done is we've created more visibility between those property managers and the folks they're depending on to do business with. We've created this truly kind of electronic dialogue now where invoices are being submitted, reviewed, and paid faster. Vendors are getting updates along the way. They're not having to necessarily call the property managers and sit on hold and get updates. They can they can get that information timely, electronically, back in their ERP. So at the end of the day, we've we hear this repeatedly that we've we've brought relationships closer. We've mm-hmm. created more trust. And we and, and it simply is because we can provide value to both sides of the of the coin here. The use of technology has changed significantly in the real estate industry over the past five years as companies navigated the COVID-19 pandemic. Given where we are now, what trends do you think we'll continue to see when it comes to adoption of automation? We saw it here too, right? And one of the biggest changes was, as you can imagine, when when COVID happened, um, especially in our world, in the accounts payable world, I would say we went from typically probably a a nice to have to to essentially a necessity overnight, right? Where folks were not back in the office. They were physically not at their properties, but they still had to pay bills. Business was still occurring. So they were either sending one person in one day a week to gather all these invoices, print all the checks, manage it all. They didn't really ideally want somebody printing checks from their home. And all, all of a sudden overnight, something where companies out there who have been talking to us for months or even years literally picked up the phone, called and said, "Sign, you know, send me a contract, I need to sign now, I need this in place. We have no other way to run our business. We are not on site, we are remote. We need a way to remotely review invoices, approve invoices and pay bills. So this really really catapulted us because it exposed a, a massive error issue in the, especially in the real estate's payables world, which is just, it's it's there's so many different pro- uh, properties, right? It's it wasn't like a single place to even go to get all your bills. Sometimes those bills were going to 30 different locations. It, it was adding time and stress and uncertainty to it to a time when people really didn't want to be physically touching things and being in offices and and interfacing with folks. I would say throughout COVID, we saw probably where we would have gotten in five or six or seven years. We probably got there in two years, right? So we saw a massive speed up of adoption in this space, a massive 
uptick in vendors submitting electronic invoices and receiving electronic payment. So it went both ways. It was these property managers organizations obviously didn't, you know, they had to they had to have have a way to pay bills without being on site. But these suppliers and vendors, they also didn't necessarily want to wait 30 days to receive a check and then have to process the check and do all these manual things. So they started raising their hand and also saying, we want electronic payments because we can manage it remotely as well. It was it was interesting, but it really sped things up, really kind of created a new trend. I think that's absolutely going to continue. And I think some of the other trends you're going to see around adoption are things like ESG, any type of back office automation. I think these are the areas now where they've kind of have been overlooked in the past and maybe other functional areas in the business have gotten their due and have gotten their tools. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's time to serve some of these back office finance accounting property manager style roles. And they're probably getting more savvy with the technology they've adopted during the COVID-19 pandemic, right? They're figuring out the best way to use them. They're implementing perhaps additional software that integrates and and they're just using it in a better way. They've figured it out by now. I think that's super fair, right? And I, I love the saying, I forget where I heard it, but technology is a one-way street, right? It's This is not one, like once you start going down this path, assuming it works as promised, you never revert back, right? Never, no one ever goes backwards. And right. it's like, it, you only continue going forward. And to your point, I think when you when you do, you take a leap of faith and you try a new technology or new automation and it works, you've just given yourself more confidence to go fix other areas. So this, it has this snowball effect as well, where there's only one way to go. It's this, this one-way street, but you gain momentum on it too, right? And you start picking things up and you realize that, hey, this wasn't as hard as I thought. Or, hey, we implemented this quickly, effectively. People jumped on board and supported it. We can do this in other areas now too, right? And you gain some confidence. You build some internal muscles and processes around automation and add-ons and process improvement and things like that. So it becomes this really, like I said, again, I think a great snowball effect where you gain confidence and you start really looking at other key areas to improve within your within your business. The real estate industry is decentralized by nature. How does implementing the right digital tools help these teams improve visibility and centralize their processes? Yeah, this is, um, I've said this for years. I do a lot of, you know, public speaking engagements, different conferences and different, you know, partners and, and accounting systems, et cetera. This, this one always comes up and, I, and it's true. And I said this before and I'll say it again here. I don't think there's a harder industry to do accounting and accounts payable than the real estate industry is purely because of that decentralized nature. Almost every other organization, all your bills are coming to one place. And most of the time your team is all in the same office. You could walk down and check to Susan and go ask Doug what was going on here and kind of get everything done. Right in the real estate space, not only do we have different properties within a single town, different properties within states, sometimes across states, across the United States. So that alone means there's paper going everywhere. There's individual purchases happening everywhere. There's, it, it just creates, and then to think about that, hey, I, I have paper going to four different locations. I have to have those property managers approve and have eyes that the service or the good that they purchased was actually delivered and done correctly. So, so they have to get hands-on. So you have people in the field touching an accounting process that typically is not the norm, paper going everywhere. And then you have the same time clock that everyone else has, right? That typically 30 days or less. And that's already taken away by the time you receive your bill. It could be seven or eight days into that payment cycle. Incredibly decentralized, incredibly difficult to just get anything done timeliness, right? Not to mention there's no visibility. You're just rushing just to be able to 
approve and pay this bill on time. Forget about insights and analytics. Those those don't exist. But now all of a sudden, when you can centralize and you can change and you can set up a single, uh, what Avid does, for example, we set up a single PO box. So instead of all your bills going everywhere, they're going to come to a single location that we can manage and get in the system for you. We're going to create electronic options. Soon as we receive those bills, now we can we can start pulling data off. We can start creating visibility, tracking accruals, providing insights and 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 data back to people. They don't have to approve it. They don't have to pay it. They don't have to get it in their accounting system to see it. We start that process early and, and immediate, right? The second it leaves the vendor's hands, uh, this kind of inf information is available to people to see what open accruals are out there or what my what my potential impact to budget would be if I paid all these bills today, right? So real-time decision-making, and, and it's just huge now, right? It creates even saving a week or two in this world is game-changing as far as how you manage cash, how you pay your bills, how you manage budget. So I applaud everyone for toughing it out for as long as they have in this space and, and managing, again, a decentralized nature and then a decentralized process. So we're here to help. We'd love to spend some time working with any any folks on here to, to understand how your accounts payable process looks to see if there's areas that we can help and improve. So Todd, I really appreciate the time and the questions here today. This was this is a great introduction, to, I think, to who Avid is and certainly look for a, a lot more dialogue between us and, and Iron. Well, thank you for your partnership and thanks for joining the podcast, Brian. I really appreciate it. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org. Oh, our